Good morning, all you early risers, and you who did not manage to get to bed last night. Well, you know who it's not. Well, I'm Joe Clovis, sitting in for Fiorella de Marie, from across the pond and settled in Swatham, or better still, Walsingham South. It's time to kick off those blankets and, and get on the coffee, because the day is at hand, and the time is afoot, and the door is ajar, except when it's ajar. You are listening to The Early Show. Should I say anything that surprises or disturbs or causes you to lose your hair, let me know by calling 844-527-8723. And the Crusade Stadium chat room is open for your thoughts, questions, and commentary at crusadechannel.com slash chat, where you can... Drop a donation at any point. I have a question. What is a woman? If you were to ask a liberal, what is a woman? Well, you'll get all kind of crazy answers or even no answer. Well, a woman is a creature created with superpowers. And When I mean superpowers, I don't mean like Superman or Spider-Man, who generally use their powers to force their will on others to do good or bad or nothing at all. Let me complete the definition of what is a woman. A woman is a creature created with superpowers, which she uses in cooperation with the divine. If you give a woman your smile, she will give you her heart. If you give her your house, she will give you a home. If you give her your seed, she will bear forth life for eternity. In other words, she can return more from what she is given. Now I know there are some amongst you who would say, well, sirs, if you can't bear children, you can't be a woman. Well, that makes no sense. And it's the sort of things a crazy liberal would say, because if a man has no legs, does that mean he's not man? If he has no arms, or if he has a hole in the heart, or if he has um, any kind of um, inability or disability, that does that mean he's not a man? Well, no, it doesn't. So now we know what a woman is. So if anybody asks you, either from the liberal media or some silly politician, or they can't answer what a woman is, now you know. And this definition, you won't find in a dictionary because it was inspiration that came to me this morning. A woman is a created creature with superpowers, which she uses in cooperation with the divine. Simple, very easy to see and understand. So this is where we start. So those women amongst you, actually, you know what, I don't even have the... The chat room open. Let me have a go into the chat room to see who's there. Because I'm sure there will be those amongst you who would like to comment as to what you think a woman is. Okay. It's um here in the UK we had a terrible thunderstorm last night. And it caused all kinds of, in fact, it caused us some leaks into, into, in the roof. And from what I saw on the news, it actually struck um, uh, 
a recycling plant in Oxford and caused a fire. And nobody was injured, I don't think. But, you know, we had a we had a terrible night here over the, over the whole of the UK. I mean, I saw uh, a lot of lightning and, uh, and, and, and heard the rain coming down round about one o'clock. In fact, right up until, I don't think it stopped until about four o'clock this morning. But anyway, we've survived. Maybe we've got a little ingress of water, but, you know, we're here. If you're wondering where Fiorella is, she's probably watching her children skating somewhere in the country, doing what uh, they love to do, and she seems to love to want to get up in the morning at unearthly hours, even earlier than Mike, to do this, which is good. But I'm sitting in for, sitting in for her today, and uh, she'll be back tomorrow. The um, one thing I would like to, because I went to Mass this morning, there was something in the Gospel reading that really struck me. And I'd like to share it with you. In fact, what I'll do is I'll read this uh, today's gospel. This is from this is from the new calendar, okay? And it's a reading from according to Saint Luke. As the as the time drew near for him to be taken up to heaven, Jesus resolutely took the road for Jerusalem and sent messengers ahead of him. These set out, and they went into a Samaritan village to make preparations for him. But the people would not receive him because he was making his way to Jerusalem. Seeing this, the disciples James and John said, Lord, do you want us to call down fire from heaven to burn them up? But he turned and rebuked them, and they went off to another village. Now, what struck me of that was, was that our Lord rebuked James, James and John, because why did he rebuke them? Well, because they were viewing the world as from a from a very worldly perspective. They were, they, although it was close to our Lord's uh, passion, and he'd been with them for a number of years, they still didn't understand. And sometimes it's like that with us, even though. We have no excuse because we have the Holy Spirit, or at least we have availed to us the Holy Spirit. What did they want to do? They wanted to call it an airstrike. Well, that's what the world does. And as many of you Americans, you know that's what your government does a lot of the time, and ours here in Britain. You know, if somebody disagrees with us or doesn't like what we want or doesn't do what we tell them, we want to call it an airstrike. That's what we do. That's the very worldly way of dealing with things. But this is not what our Lord wanted. And our Lord didn't, I mean, what he had said, what is said in, in other readings, is that you just dust off the, 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 from the soles of your, um, the, the ash, the ash, you dust off the dirt from the soles of your feet when you're not welcome. But that's when you've been in the town. These people didn't even want our Lord to come into the town. But he didn't want them destroyed. Why? Well, it's very simple. I think it's very simple. It's because those that rejected him even coming to their Samaritan town, because he was going to a Jewish town, and obviously there was this friction between the two of them, or, or difficulties or whatever, hatred between the two of them, you know, as far as they were concerned, either you come to us and, and not to them, cause, or, or, or to them and not to us. It's It's like there's no possibility of any kind of communion with them. And so 
but our Lord wanted them, obviously, to, to receive the good news. And he knew that there would be some amongst them who would be interested and may even follow them. I mean, we, I, I don't know for sure, but the chances are the Holy Spirit has the power to actually touch those souls. The mere fact that they knew, because the Samaritans knew of Jesus Christ. Um, they may have not known the full story, obviously, but they knew of him and the works that he had done. And so the individuals who were not so, um, maybe not so brave to go against those that had, had, had dismissed the apostles, maybe they would make their way to Jerusalem, or maybe they would seek our Lord out in, in, in any other way. And this is what our Lord wants from us, even though we are in situations where we are um, restricted um, by either the government's laws or, or traditions or, or jealousies or whatever. You know, there are opportunities for us to actually seek the truth. It, it also reminds me a bit of the way the... Um, the Muslims or, or, or Islam operates. If you if you don't accept Islam, then they they want to kill you. They want to call an airstrike and and cut off your head and things like that. You know, this is very much the worldly, if I want to be positive, very much the worldly way of looking at things. Um, if I didn't want to be so positive, I would say this is the way that Satan looks at things. You know, you have to reject this. You have to reject this Jesus Christ because you know he's. Well, we won't even go into why because we know why. Disobedience is the order of the day for Satan and his followers. Lies and disobedience. Well, we are in a different situation because we love the truth. We seek the truth. We try and follow and do everything that truth tells us. So, um, has anybody got any comments to say on any of these things in the chat room? Well, some, oh, Jacqueline, you've put in, the secret of the rosary. Ah, of course, because this is the month of the rosary. The secret of the rosary, which we were speaking about yesterday. Thank you, Jacqueline. Um, it says, she says, look what I pulled up off my shelf to read my students this month. The rosary. And that's, if that's not seeking the truth, Jacqueline, well, you know, I don't know what is. Because... That is a wonderful book, and I've, uh, which I've read. Um, I, maybe I should. I need to refresh my uh, my memory on it. Um, thank you for putting that in, Jacqueline. Um, let's see. Uh, Spice Man, intellectual intellectual humility is gratitude for being corrected. That's Father Ripperger. Thank you. Oh my goodness! Okay, you guys, I, I have to go back. I'm, I'm going backwards on the. I'm not as good as Fiora at doing this. Sorry, um, but anyway, truth. Uh, Dwight, is that is that Dwight? Yeah, truth. Paste got put back in the tube. Oh, truth. <laughs> truth paste. You mean toothpaste? But I know you mean toothpaste. Really, got put back in the tube. Guys, uh, dear all, I humbly ask for your prayers for my son. He is now beginning the process of looking for a civil engineering position once he graduates. My prayer is for is my prayer for him is that he will find a position that has him surrounded by godly men and women. 
that will mentor him as he moves into the professional world. Yeah, I I understand your um your concern there, um, Kaiser, and and we will pray, Lord. We ask that you. What you didn't say what your son's name was, but anyway, Kaiser's son, Lord. We ask that you send the Kaiser's son, his guardian angel, with this incredible mission to put him in a place where he's surrounded by people who will mentor him, not just in in the profession, but also in the work that he's uh, he's going to be required to do. For he has worked hard to, to, to graduate, and now is the time for many trials. Lord, in your name we ask this. Now, why, why it's important that he is in a, it's more important, I would say, that he is in with people who have um, pure motives rather than experts in their field is because, you know, you can be an expert in your field, but you can be downright unpleasant, to say the least, and you can be easily led astray. I mean, there are many people, as we know, in our universities and in, in our professions. My daughter, in fact, graduated, not, not Josephine, my youngest, uh, second youngest daughter, uh, Mary Therese, she graduated with um, first-class honours in, uh, um, in, in a biology, in a biology a course, which has taken her into research, and she wants to do research with, um, uh, you know, with DNA, and, and, uh, and she, I mean, she's, she's a pretty smart cookie. And she's looking for a job now, and I will, um, I will, pray, we will pray for her to get. Because she had an interview a couple of weeks, uh, no, last week, which she didn't get. And I think, well, maybe that was not maybe it was probably a good reason she didn't get there because she wouldn't be, she may not have been surrounded by, with people who are going to help her in her um, in in life in 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 coming to know the truth. But these. These professions, it's very difficult to find people that will do the right thing. I mean, there's there are loads of there are loads of traps and tricks. But you know, if if your son and and, uh, and my daughter actually stay close to the to the truth, stay close to our Lord, stay close to the church, and be and call on Our Lady and their guardian, we have so many we have so many tools, so many weapons to defend us. In this uh, very difficult time of of uh, of not just the church but of the world, um, and yet sometimes we fail to use the tools. We fail to use those that the Lord has put around us to help us through not just through the day but through the difficult situations that that um, that confront us. If you've just tuned in, you're listening to The Early Show, and I'm Joe Clovis. I'm sitting in for Fiorella, who's skating somewhere around the world. She may not be skating, but her her children are skating, and she's um, like a good mother hen. She's watching over them. Now, there there are quite a few things that I wish to, to talk about. Actually, there's one other thing. On the 12th, uh, there's one other thing that I wanted to start off with, and I hadn't even got there. And uh, we're already nearly 15 minutes into the 20 minutes into the show. It's an invitation, actually. It's a very short invitation. On the 12th of, of October, um, I will be outside the headquarters of International Planned Parenthood Federation, who I'm sure you all know are... What's the word now? What can I say? Who 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 are an operation that deals with death, lies, 
corruption and all kind of uh, demonic things. In fact, uh, I was reading in LifeSite News, actually, Sandra Merritt was forced to pay £16 million because she exposed IPPF and their body parts sales. And, and, and David Delighton went through uh, um, th this persecution by them just for speaking the truth. They were, they were selling these body parts of, of uh, these babies that they'd aborted. And some of these ab babies were aborted to order. So the type of abortion, the size of the baby and the, and, and, and the other conditions were, the abortion was designed to get either those body parts for research or for transplantation. Oh, so it's, it's an industry, an industry of death that collects body parts of these innocent children. This is where our culture is today. It is absolutely incredible that we can be doing this in America and in the UK and much of Europe. We are killing babies for their parts. This is a heinous form of cannibalism. It really disturbs me. And I'm almost lost for words. Even the, the, the image of these people with glee on their faces, they cleave the organs from these tiny ones. It's it's uh, anyway. What what I was saying is that on the twelfth of on the twelfth of on the twelfth of October, I will be at their headquarters with a small army, and we'll be on our knees, and we'll be praying the rosary for all those people who work for this industry. We're praying for the mothers who have been fooled into sacrificing their children. Sacrificing them for what? It could be because they're inconvenienced, because, they want to, because the mother wants to go on holiday, because the child is less than perfect in their eyes. Well, every child is perfect because God has created every child perfect. Um, they may be aborted because their um, their boyfriend or husband doesn't want them, or because they've got some other financial pressure. These are all these reasons are all, I suppose you could say, serious, but they they pale into into insignificance compared to the life of the child. As I was saying before, what is a woman? Well, a woman has this superpower in cooperation with God to bring forth new life. And this, in our modern society, is what we do with this new life. Really? This is who we are? This is what we are? Well, I am not surprised that the elements, the, that nature is so reviled. Probably this is why we're having so many calamities throughout the world, so many floods and hurricanes and devastating earthquakes and volcanoes and all kind of... Nature is sickened by what we're doing. I am convinced. Remember when, <coughs> pardon me. Remember when um, our Lord gave up the ghost on the cross. What happened to the temple? What happened to the? the there was an earthquake that 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 frightened the living daylight out of so many people. It caused such horror in their hearts. The Jews, the Pharisees knew that they'd done wrong because these signs were so powerful. Well, you know what? What we're doing today is almost equivalent to that. 
and we don't see it. We don't see it. Why don't we see it? Because they hide it behind walls. They hide it in 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 they they hide it behind words, which is they call it abortion or even termination or menstrual menstrual extraction things like this. They they continue. They have to hide the evil, otherwise. Our natural, never mind supernatural, but our one minute, natu- one minute. Our, our natural inclinations would be to reject it. You're listening to Joe Clovis, and I'm sitting for Fiorella on the early show. We'll be back. show. It's Joe Clovis sitting for Fiorella de Marie, who's skating with her children somewhere around the country. And uh, I was speaking to you before the break about um, the, the I Hope, the, the prayer event that I organize, and, um, and the importance of it. And, I, and my invitation is to, to you is for, I mean, if you, chances are you're not going to come to England to this. And anyway, we don't want too many people there. <clears throat> because it causes, um, it, it disturbs the prayer. But what I would like you to do, I would like you to have your own prayer events. It could be in your homes, but it, it's all the better if it's public because to pray the rosary in the street, I personally um, haven't got any other um, uh, information, but I think is is a wonderful thing because it gives testimonies to others. When other Catholics see um, people praying, uh, with the rosary in the street, it, it it gives that that kind of encouragement. But it's important that you pray. And if you can pray as a group, it's multiplied, as I said before. But more importantly is that heaven needs our prayers. Heaven wants, desires our prayers to see, for, for them to know that we love the unborn, that we love each other, that we love, period. Um, so pray the rosary. If you can do it on um, on the 12th, all the better. If you're praying for the IPPF, because there are many people in the International Planned Parenthood Federation who are trapped. They really don't want to. Nobody really likes killing. It's, you know, and, and taking such innocent life. They don't like doing it. And if they weren't being paid, they probably wouldn't do it, apart from the Satanists amongst them who are doing it for uh, that very reason for blood sacrifice. 
But the majority of people that work for IPPF are trapped either financially or maybe even emotionally or they're pressured for from other re- for other reasons by other people. It's the only job that they can do or can get. So we need to pray for them because there are people who have left, as like Lila Rose, for example, and have done wonderful work. There are people that are desperately trying to get out, and these are the people who we're praying for in particular, but not solely, because all of them need to leave that industry. That industry needs to die. It needs to be aborted. I'm sorry. Well, no, I'm not sorry at all. It needs to be aborted. We need to abort International Planned Parenthood Federation because it's an entity that does not need to exist. You get that? IPPF does not need to exist. And we could pray it out of existence and save many lives. So, on the 12th, at, at, at midday, we will start our prayer events, and you can, I think that will probably depend on where you are in the state, but there will be a early morning. In fact, in fact, Fiorella will be on on um, uh, on the show uh, doing it, so maybe you could send a text to her that, uh, you know, we could do we could do maybe a decade of the rosy, or not even a decade, just one one of the beads. You could pray uh, Hail Mary for, for the event and in the event and during the event. But that's next week. You know, moving on, something that um, I've been wanting to say for quite a while, and it's about your one of your leaders of the past, and his name, Obama. I've, when he was president, after he'd been, I, obviously I'd never had any, I never supported him at all in the beginning, even before, simply because he was a Democrat and he was pro-abortion. But, you know, I thought to myself, after he'd been in for one term, I thought, why, why, why? Why, how come the first black president of the United States has to be the worst ever president of the United States? The one shot that black people get at the top job and we put somebody like Obama in that position. It blows my mind. It really does. Of all of the pe- of all of the black people in the world, we had to pick him. And he does the way he's what he's done across Africa. I mean, what he's done in America. You, you guys know that because you're living it. But what he's done across Africa, all those those um, military bases right across the width of Africa. Because they want to, because America or these businesses or these or the government, CIA, whoever, wants to control the resources in Africa, that was enabled because Obama was black, and he was because he was black, he was trusted by many of the black leaders. I mean, I can understand there was a kind of an affinity there and the rest of it, but you know what? Being black doesn't get you into heaven. You know, my first my first call for my identity is not being black. And it's not being British either. <laughs> it's being Catholic. Because that is the root to my salvation. Just because I'm black, it doesn't mean that everything I do, you know, for black people is good. It doesn't mean that I'm going to get a, a you know, um, a, 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 what's it, a, 
a bus pass to heaven. Never heard that before, have you? A bus pass to heaven. You know, it's it's not because black people have been so disadvantaged, have been, you know, for so many decades, centuries, it doesn't mean that they will automatically get to heaven. Being black is not a ticket to get to heaven. I think a lot of black people need to recognize that. Anyway, let's back, let's back to bashing Obama. You know, I couldn't believe that we could have the worst that the worst president of the United States would be a, a, a black man. And for years, I, 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 it, it kind of bugged me. It really bugged me. And I think the Lord must have heard my prayers and my and, 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 and the sorrows and this bit, because he gave us Joe Biden. Now, hey, <laughs> he no longer, you see, Obama no longer, in my mind, Obama no longer has the title of being the worst president of the United States. I know the reality is he's still the president, but, you know, on the surface, Biden looks like the president. To everybody, certainly most people in the UK, Biden is the president. <laughs> yeah, I know he's not, and I know Obama still is, but... The, the reality is that he's not only the worst president, he's the worst non-president as well, because he's a president without being the president. So anyway, why does he have to be black? Why couldn't he be Chinese or, you know, Indian or, I don't know, Mohawk or, you know, Australian or something or even English? Why does he have to be? A, anyway, that's, that was my gripe. And I, I'm going to move on from that because I can see I'm getting quite, uh, um, what's the not depressed, but animated and uh, and annoyed by it. But I thought there's something that I had to say because it really, it really, geez, it pisses me off. I'm sorry, it really pisses me off. But anyway, I'm going to swiftly move on um, to the, the another thing I wanted to talk about. Actually, was Justin Trudeau. You will remember. During the COVID years, there was a Nazi flag that was photographed by the um, in, in the truckers' uh, protest during the, during the COVID vaccine nonsense because the truckers did not want to make did not want to accept that they that the mandate of the um, of the vaccines, um, and somebody had put a Nazi flag. So Trudeau and the media were saying, oh, well, these truckers, they're all Nazis and all the people that support them are, are racists and white supremacists and all this, you know, no investigation as to who put the flag there. What was the flag saying? Because the flag could easily have been saying, even if it was one of the truckers had put the flag there, it could be saying our government is behaving like Nazis. And guess what? The Canadian government were behaving like Nazis. I'm sorry, it's, it's just what it is, you know? You gotta say it like it is. They were draconian, they were trying to force people. This is the government that was that's that has pushed the whole idea of my choice, my my body, my choice for decades. Canada was even more aggressive on the um on the whole on the, on that life issue. My body, my choice. But when it comes to the vaccine, oh no, it's mandatory. And, you know, to me, it's a complete and utter, utter nonsense. And, but anyway, this is all old news for you, I'm, I'm sure. Why I, I, I decided to speak on this is because I'm sure you're aware that Trudeau and the Speaker of the House and whoever welcomed a real-life Nazi, a real-life World War II Nazi into 
the Houses of Parliament in Canada. Can you believe that? And it didn't take him in there to take him into the dungeons and give him a good punching and, you know, kicking. No, they didn't bring, they brought him into the chamber. Oh, that's one thing, him in the chamber. But then they gave him a standing ovation. For what? Because he fought the Soviets. Well, hang on. They're kind of bit about their time. The wall has come down. There's no Soviet Union anymore. I mean, these guys are a bit late. And they give him this standing ovation. Why? Because he, he was a Ukrainian. And in Ukraine, we all know that the place is riddled with Nazis. It's not, it's not a joke, you know. And yet, you'll see, I mean, I've seen, I'm sure all of you have seen pictures of um, Putin dressed up as a Nazi with a, with a Hitler haircut and a mustache. You know, they're trying, they're trying to twist the narrative to give a false impression, a false story, a false idea of what's actually happening. And it's really quite sickening, and unfortunately many people don't actually see it. The fact of the matter is that this Nazi was welcomed into the parliament and given a standing ovation, and Trudeau refuses to apologize. I mean, this is a man, as far as I'm concerned, that has no spine, except for when it comes to doing evil. He will stand up for evil, but he will not stand up for good. He will not stand up for truth. And that, to have that kind of leader, yeah, I think it's a curse. And I think it's a punishment. Maybe America's in the same situation because you have a leader that is extremely dodgy. Yeah, well, he can't stand up. <laughs> well, he barely can stand up. He can barely put two words together. But both the leaders on the, on the, on the North American continent, for, for both the leaders to be so... I don't know how, I can't, I don't have the words to describe what they are, but it must be a punishment. It must be a punishment from heaven why you have these leaders there right now. I'm not saying that our leaders, I'm not saying that the Europeans are, are any better. Don't get me wrong. No, 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 no. We have a full set of crazy people leading the European Union. As you know, I mean, look at, look at Germany. No, 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 don't look at Germany. This Schultz guy is, 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 Beyond, beyond sense. How can, I mean, <laughs> I, I despair sometimes. Well, maybe I shouldn't, but I despair at the stupidity of our leaders. I'm, I'm, I've really got off of my script now, and I'm just speaking from the heart. Because um, Schultz, who's the, who's the Chancellor of Germany, he watched, he knew that the USA that Biden was going to blow up the pipeline. And when he did, he said nothing. Can you believe that? You've been attacked. Your, your economy has been destroyed by 
which you, who you regard as a friend, i.e. the Americans, are supposed to be friends of the Germans. I mean, hell, they've got so many uh, so many bases, military bases in Germany. I, I wonder sometimes, is, is it Germany or is it just, you know, an outpost of America? But you watch your economy being destroyed because of lack of fuel or expensive fuel. You watch and listen to your uh, businesses escaping because they can't they can't run their businesses in Germany anymore. And you do and say nothing, really. I, 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 it, it beggars belief. And yet, and then you you give your weapon systems to a country to to Ukraine, a, a country full of Nazi. Uh oh, Nazis. Maybe there's a connection there. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't really thought about this, you know. But the Germans giving Ukraine their weapon systems to fight, obviously, to fight the Russians who are not communist. Um, uh, I smell a rat. I only mean, just thought about it being on the uh, last live radio station standing. That maybe there is a connection between the Nazis of Ukraine and the German government. I'm not saying that the German government are Nazis, but they do have a track record. But certainly, I don't think the Nazis of Germany were as stupid as Schultz. But who knows? Who knows? Anyway, who knows? That's, um, that's, uh, I think that's probably enough said about that because I could be getting myself into a lot of hot water here thinking on the, uh, you know, thinking on the fly, thinking on the fly, who's thinking on the fly? Anyway, never heard that phrase before, just made it up. Anyway, I'd like to move on, swiftly move on. If you've just joined us, you're listening to the early show, and I'm sitting in for Fiorella de Marie, um, and I'm talking, this morning we spoke about many things. I'll just give a kind of a synopsis, if I can remember, and I'm doing it from memory, we spoke um, about the gospel today's gospel and uh, the apostles wanting to call in an airstrike on the on the Samaritan town who refused to hear our Lord, uh, to refuse to welcome our Lord and listen to what he had to say. Um, I invited you to come to the, to the I Hope, which is um, on the 12th of, of October. And then there is, actually, and then I spoke about Obama, I won't go into that, and he spoke about Ukraine and Trudeau, it won't go into that, it's just, you know. But what I will go into is, is the conference. We have a conference on the 14th of October, just after the I Hope, which is, in fact, let me, let's see if I can put something on, on the, um, on the, uh, let's say, channel chat. Uh, of uh, this conference is for uh, the Family Life International Conference, and what can I say? It's a conference on the war on the Catholic family, and there are a number of speakers which I'm sure you would be very interested to hear. Some of them you know already. Um, it's been hosted in uh, in London, and m my brother, Father Clovis is going to be speaking. He's the, um, the, the, the main speaker. And you'll consider the dire consequences, dire consequences of overlooking humanae vitae 
an epidemic of sexual dysfunction, profound, profound disintegration of the family structures, an aging population trend and the rise of biological tyranny and a stark depopulation of the developed world. That's what he is going to be speaking about. Also, there will be Patrick Fagan, who will speak on love as the great builder. The love of God is expressed in our love of neighbor. Our chosen closest neighbor is our spouse and the children we bring into existence. Raising great young adults on their way to being great parents is the way to build a civilization. And somebody who I know you know, Michael Matt. His talk is the front line, where well, you know Michael. Um, the front line living the Christocentric family life in a, in a Christophobic world. Matt reveals that in a growing Christophobia era, navigating challenges in Christocentric family life requires deep resilience and thoughtful insights. His comprehensive guide empowers participants to keenly understand trials and firmly preserve faith-centered family values. And then we have um, Stephen Ramsberg, choice of two cities, a city of truth and a city of man. Well, he'll elucidate a radical difference between two cities and diametrically opposed views on family and education to restructure society in man's image. The city of man must destroy the family, and this is done by the means of public education. Well, you know, Mike, Mike, um, Mike Church is always talking about homeschooling, and Public education is the tool that is being used to destroy the family. If you have, if you have children and they, you want to send them to university, or if you want to send them to uh, public private schools anyway, if you want to send them to state schools, I think that's probably a better description, you need to be very aware that they will be indoctrinated with evil. And if you have no choice, and you, if you have no choice but to send them, really you'll need to be... Um, very judicious in undoing some of the damage daily that is done to them. But that's um, um, uh, 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 the public education. Um, Frank Wright, I mean, I've heard his name many times mentioned on the, on the um, Crusade channel. He's over here also, and he's going to be speaking on the war on the family, straight to the point, the war on the family. He will speak on the real war on the family as it now is escalating. Where did it? <coughs> so, pardon me. <coughs> where did it come from? Where is it now? And where is it going? He will show the ideas which form the anti, and the anti, and the antithesis, and the antithesis, and anti-family ideology, which is. Shaping our post-human future, gosh, one without God and humanity re repatented on the technology intended to replace him. 
this is quite it is quite scary with with all of the ai and the, and this this technology that's actually moving in and the um and the bio enhancements. So in fact, I was hearing on the Crusade Channel yesterday, the news where they were talking about actually implanting Wi-Fi devices in our heads so we can actually control our tech from our thoughts from inside our head. Well, listen, if they're going to put something inside the house, you need to... You need to get out of dodge. You, you cannot let anybody put anything inside your head. It's bad enough when they put bad ideas in your head through the school education and, and, and various other things, media. But if you let them put tech in your head, you are asking for trouble big time. Don't do it. And don't let your children get obsessed with it. Oh, look what I can do. I can shut the door just by thinking and shut the door, close the curtains or, you know, turn on the central heat. No, 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 no. You don't need to do that. You need the exercise. God gave us a body. He gave us a body to use. So you need to get up and turn on the uh, uh, the central heating or shut the door. Physically do it. It's good exercise. As it is, we're becoming more than couch potatoes. Um, you know, so, you know, forget all this Wi-Fi in the brain. Anyway, the next person is John Cassidy will outline homosexuality as the greatest sneer and test of character for any man or woman that any man or woman can face in his or her journey into manhood or womanhood. There are other there are others too, as we remind ourselves that the devil's key role is to spoil all that God has made and saw it was good. This is very true. John Cassidy is, is, is kind of um, nailed the actual, one of the things that is really ravaging our young people's minds now. Everything is on um, this whole uh, LGBT trip. LGBT plus, 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 Q, 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 whatever, 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 you know. Um, it's really something that's that is insipid, and fortunately on this channel I can say that if I was in the BBC I wouldn't be able to say things like this because I'd be, you know, we don't have unlike you in the states we don't have freedom of speech so I couldn't be saying things as you can see what they've done to um, people like Russell Brand and and and, uh, and others, but um, but it's true the, the whole LGBT culture is destroying the younger generation. I'm sure you've you've seen. I don't know if you've listened to listen to Mike Church. You would have seen, and even Mike Parrott, you'd have heard that you know we're coming for your. We're here. We're queer. We're coming for your children. You heard that? That's so sickening. And when you when you when you say people to tell people these things, they they laugh. You oh, these people are just joking. They're just having some fun. It's just a. It's not. These people are deadly serious. I mean, deadly, deadly. There's no. They aren't taking any prisoners. Not taking any prisons at all. Okay, that's that was John Cassidy, and finally my my brother, my other brother, um, Greg Clovis. Um, he's going to be talking about safeguarding the youth from LGBTQ ideologies. He will offer a guidance to parents and grandparents at a time when we are seeing increasing prevalence of homosexuality, even within devout Christian families. He will provide insights and factors parents should con contemplate during their children's formative years and, and adolescence to mitigate such developments. This is true. This this attack on the family is, and we as fathers, you know, we need to defend. 
because the attack is on our wives and our children. You know, um, if we've made it through to fatherhood and we can see that, um, the, the, we can see through the nonsense, maybe the LGBTQ agenda may not get to us as fathers because we're disgusted by it. We're disgusted about what they do. They never say what it is that they do. And they never, what well, I suppose in many respects is, it's kind of a, it's a kind of a mercy because we don't want any description of what they do. I don't want it, but it's a reality that they, that they, that they practice, but they're coming for our children. They're coming for our wives. They want our wives, one, either to not have children like the Albigensians, or they want the children that our wives have. Can you believe that? I mean, you know, it's insipid. You have to, you have to understand the mindset. The mindset is directly inspired by Satan. There's no doubt, absolutely no doubt about it at all. And why do I say that? Because it's obvious. I mean, who else is going to come from? You know, it doesn't, it doesn't come from anybody that has any idea of what life is for or what life's about. So, you know, when you, and, and Satan doesn't have any preferences. I tell you one thing, Satan is, I can guarantee you, Satan's not a racist. Not at all. I'm not a racist. Maybe I have this in common with him. But Satan's not a racist. And why do I say that? Because he wants white people and black people, Chinese people, Indian He wants all people. He wants everybody to die. He wants to see the death of innocence. He wants us to be far from the Lord. And he doesn't care what the color of our skin is. He doesn't care what religion we are in. He doesn't care anything. He doesn't care. He just wants the destruction of the truth, the destruction of innocence. He wants us, whoever we are, to follow his lead or to follow where he wants to take us because he wants, he thrives on suffering. He thrives. He is evil. He is the personification of evil. There's no doubt about it. I'm not even going to go down anywhere. It, 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 it's, it's, um, it's, uh, it's, it is what it is. I, uh, anyway, uh, let me, let me, um, let me put this into the chat room so that you can see the flyer um, that will, I hope, will um, you can. Actually, I was speaking to Greg today. And he did say that it would be on Zoom. He's hoping to get it on Zoom. So even from the States, if I if I give Mike or even um, Fiorella the, the URL, then you can actually um, listen in via Zoom or, or, or Facebook. Uh, I'll, I'll send that information to you. There it is in the chat room now. This is the... Uh, the flyer. You can go on to family and family and life dot co dot uk. That's the website, familyandlife.co.uk, and you'll get the information for this conference. Oh, you're listening to Joe Clovis on the early show. I'm sitting in for Fiora Demarie. And I've been speaking to you today on a number of things. I hope you found some of them interesting, if not mm, shocking, if not crazy, if not. You probably found the, my, my feelings towards Obama quite crazy sometimes, you know. Um, but um, um, it is it is a joy to be actually on the Crusade channel. I don't know what I would do if I was, uh, oh, hang on, we've got 31 speakers. In well, that's good. Um, 
let's see what that and let's see what you guys have been talking about as i've been prattling on um <laughs> let's see oh kv kv i've got cv of lcsh so you have the advantage of me i'm not sure you're responding to I should uh, maybe I should go back. Okay, Jacqueline, I'm going back. I'm going to, I'm going to start going through the um, the the, uh, the chat to see what you guys have been up to. Jacqueline, a good wife describes. Sorry, the good wife describes what a woman is. Well, yes, that's 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 true. Um, my definition or description is kind of mine, so it's not. It may not be. Um, Perfect, but it's 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 it suits me very nicely. Um, Jacqueline, we have our public rosary walk. That's good. This this is coming Sunday. Um, we always have hundreds of people attend. Wow, well, that's well. I, I tell you what, Jacqueline, when you do that, if you can pray for the Sunday, yes, you can pray for the about it. Maybe they can pray on the Tuesday. You see, we go on the weekday to the IPPF because that's when they're they are working. So, for example, if if the um, the IHOP falls on a Saturday or Sunday, we defer it to the Monday because obviously we are praying for those people and all those people that they communicate with. So that's why we do it during the um, during the weekday. That's why we do it on the weekday. Um, Maggie says the f <laughs> first and foremost. Catholic, 100% correct. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Maggie. Um, oh, gosh, my, uh, I mean, little problems with my, my mouse here. Denise M, I know you're a regular, Denise. I, I hear, um, I, I hear Fiorella always mentioning you in her, in her comments. She's, she's responding, KV found your, found your and Fiorella's last confession of Sherlock Holmes on CD on my bookshelf. I wonder how he got there, KV. Hmm. And Maggie, Jacqueline, we have a public rosary walk in the salt in Salford this weekend. You know, when you said Salford, there's a place in St. Lucia where I'm from in the Caribbean called the Salford Springs. And I was thinking, you have a rosary walk in the Salford Springs? <laughs> well, obviously, Salford's a place not too far from you, Jackie. That's good. I, it's good to hear about these, and uh, I don't know how you publicise them, but it's the more people we get, the better, because we really need to, really need to um, storm heaven with our prayers, because I think as Catholics we've been, we've been lacking, you know, we really have been lacking, and we can tell that by what's happening in the world today. Um, Jacqueline, there has been. There's been other black candidates that have been on the ballot. Yes, this is this is my in my um, comments about Obama, but they were never given any any she kind of they weren't given any kind of attention. Alan Keyes, that's true. I knew about Alan Keyes. Was you know he was he was I've heard him speak and he's a, you know he's a, he's a good guy. Ah yes, that's right. And he's a Catholic. You so you point out that he's a Catholic, Jacqueline. Well, yeah. So that's my. That is exactly my point. Of all the black men that, or black people that could have, you picked Obama. Come on, you guys in the states. You know, you need to sort yourselves out. You know, or, or get rid of your media. MSM anyway. Um, 
Okay, Denise M. I'm so UTE. I don't know what UTE means. You could find one on the founder's trading post. In cases, I'm sure you're right. King Dude. Um, sorry, Denise M. King Dude may even give me give you a discount. Really? King Dude, you give discounts? Ah, oh, yes, you do, because I've invited a few people to uh, take advantage of that. And you guys should do. You should get your friends in on the uh, on the on the special um, discount that 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 the King Dude has given to join the uh, the become a brother of the Crusade Channel. Zach says Joe is on. <laughs> Joe's on fire this morning. Oh, well. <laughs> Yeah, I I, I, I I ditched my script, you know. Um, it wasn't a very good script, so I hope, my, I hope you... Yeah, I hope... <laughs> Thanks for that, Zach. I don't know what else to say. Um, yeah, Kevin says, yeah, yeah, ditch the script. And you can probably hear my mouse clicking here. Trying to say, so you guys... You guys are so good. Okay. Ashley, that sounds like a great conference, especially with Frank Wright. Yes, I've I've not heard Frank apart from on the Crusade channel. I've not heard Frank Wright speak before, but I'm really looking forward to to, to that. Um, to be honest, I I wasn't sure if I'd be able to make the conference because I'm in Swatham looking after um, my wife's mum, who's been who's uh, who's had two strokes and she's she was very disabled, but. She died um, two weeks ago, um, very peacefully, and yeah, I'll, sh I'll share this with you because it, I was very moved by this. The, the, she died on the Sunday, the 17th, I think, and on the Saturday, um, I'd, I'd, uh, I went down to the market and I bought a load of CDs from this auction, and there were a load of Motown CDs. And I brought them back, and, and, uh, and Teresa said, well, can, can you stay with mum outside for a while? Because it's a beautiful sunny day. And so I went and I played loads of these CDs and I was singing a load of Motown stuff to her and she was really, you know, enjoying it. She was just, you know, sitting there in the wheelchair and you could see the occasional smile. And I'd be kind of serenading her with these uh, Motown songs. And then um, the wife says, you know, it's time for her to come in. So she came in and we, we gave her some, you know, gave us dinner. I fed her and uh, she seemed quite, she seemed very much at peace. And then took her out and, and Teresa got her out, rubbed her legs and, you know, as it wouldn't normally do. And Teresa came and, and put us to bed. We said some prayers and puts her to bed. And um, and uh, one of the things she said to me was that, I like speaking to you, Joe. That was the last, that was the last, our last conversation. She said to me, I, I like speaking to you. And that really touched me very deeply. And in the morning, and in the morning, um, when Teresa went down to, to, to see her, um, she shouted out to me, I, I can't wake mum up. And, and so I, I ran down and, and, and she was warm and, you know, and she, she just looked like she was sleeping. And, I, and she, Teresa went to feel her pulse. And, um, and she said, there's, there's a faint pulse, there's a very faint pulse. And so she called the 111, which is not, which is like your 911. And, um, and they are instructed trees as to what to do to call her, don't touch one her, minute, call her loud, to call her, you know, loudly, which which she did, and um, and it's, it turned out that she had actually died, and so she had literally just died as we 
came into the room. So we, we said some prayers and uh, it was wonderful, really, in many respects, because she had, we, we didn't get a, a priest to give her the last rites. A priest came, but she had really died. But um, So it means anyway that I can come to the conference because now I'm, you could say I'm free, but um, um, we, are, we are actually, the funeral's this week, and, um, no, sorry, next week. And it's been a, it's been, it's been a blessing to look after my mum, my mother-in-law, these last nine months. It really has. We couldn't, we couldn't have thought of putting her in a home. It was a consideration from some of the members of the family, but we said, no, we would do it. And we've been looking after 24-7, and it's been a blessing, a real gift from heaven as uh, as she became weaker and weaker until until the end and i'm and the children who came to see her um you know a number of times are very privileged to have had this opportunity to be with her mum i was with my mum when she died and, and i was with my wife's mum when she died and not everybody gets that um, opportunity. And everybody gets that grace to be with their mother when they die. Um, Time to wrap up, Joe. Uh, well, uh, it's Joe Clovis on the early show. Just wishing you a wonderful day as I hand you over to the King Dude, who's going to no doubt take you in a roller coaster. Why? Because that's what he does. So, Joe Clove is signing off for the for Fiorella, who will be back next or tomorrow, and you'll be able to hear what she's been up to. So, God bless you all. 